Ari Rosemam here with another fun-filled episode of that 4K podcast. This week's topic, we're going to talk about how retirement plan sponsors can maximize their contributions and tax deductions. Um, but of course, first things first, let's talk about the live events that are coming up. Less than 30 days away, we will be in St. Louis. Friday, September 10th, special guest Al Roboski. September 24th, Minneapolis. Um, we will be at Target Field, special guest Tony Oliva, special Wednesday date of Wednesday, September 29th, Planet Houston, uh, Minute Maid Park, special guest Phil Garner. There will be tickets for those that want to attend the games that night. We have a handful of tickets, just place the order uh, with St. Louis, got 30 tickets. Um, should be fun. Same with Minneapolis as well as Houston. Uh, looking forward to getting back uh, live and in person after a pretty much a 18-month sabbatical, thanks to uh, the pandemic. We'll see how these events run. Uh, of course, people are signing up. They always signed last week, uh, most of them. But uh, looking forward to it. Go to that 4 for further information. Now that the Major League Baseball has announced their 2022 season, reached out to a whole bunch of stadiums. One of these days, I probably, you know, for the two or three people interested, I could probably do a whole podcast about the making of that 401k conference and all the different things that go into scheduling these events. Uh, of course, you know, you want to be in certain regions around the country. You want to make it, um, you know, come to a, a specific location within the United States. Uh, but of course, uh, things have to play well with that. You know, we have a budget and Interesting that some of the uh, stadiums that uh, come out and uh, you know provide uh, pricing. Um, you know, I, I just got back pricing from San Diego and San Francisco, and those are just way out of there. You know, those are uh, budget busters. And you hear uh, from other cities like uh, you know Milwaukee or Las Vegas, and they're not budget busters; they're quite the opposite. So we'll see what happens with 2022. Obviously. You know, interest is important from advisors and, of course, the plan provider sponsors of these events. Um, of course, budget, but, you know, more importantly, I think, um, is is COVID. Um, and, uh, you know, here we are a year and a half in, um, you know, Delta variants, uh, upswing in infections. And, you know, we have uh, other friends in the business having their events. And I, 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 I'm concerned about their events. and. You know, I know some of them are certainly going that virtual option route, which, of course, is now a great time to plug that 401k national virtual conference. Uh, the second one, we're going to forsake going with the national conference again. That's going to be January 27th, 28th. That's that $20.22 $20 sign-up. Go uh, for that. And, um, you know, you can, again, go to that 401ksite.com for further information. Um, talking about retirement plan sponsors, maximizing contributions, that's also maximizing, obviously, tax deductions. Um, you know, my favorite comedians of all time, Don Rickles, uh, quite up there, but probably my first love of a comedian was George Carlin. Um, George was very sarcastic, very cynical, big fan of euphemisms, and, um, I always liked what he said about uh, that the whole meaning of life is not dying. 
And I think that, um, you know, as an risk attorney being this retirement plan business now for 23 years, uh, the whole purpose of an employer starting and maintaining a retirement plan is saving for retirement. And obviously the more money that an employer can sock away for their employees is less money that goes to the government. Uh, that's why I've always been a big fan of, you know, careful plan design, uh, where the employer can maximize contributions to the highly compensated employees while maintaining a benefit to the lower paid staff. And the reason I push for, you know, plan design is that poor plan design can be costly to the employer through unnecessary contributions, um, and inefficient use of plan features. So that's why I always find it's important for the employer to hire a good third-party administrator and an ERISA attorneys, which I think this is the point where I have to cough, uh, to help them navigate the many different types of retirement plans and plan features. And, uh, you know, one facet is, um, you know, obviously a lot of people have smaller plans, SEP, simple IRAs, and just plain vanilla 401k plans with the comp to comp contribution. And when it comes to the smaller plans, you know, a SEP, a simple IRA, or a simple 401k, there's a trade off. Uh, you know, SEP and, and simple and, and not using that 5,500, the trade off is, is that the contributions have to be uniform. Um, so, you know, when a successful business owner wants to put away as much as they can, a SEP limits them because they have to give, you know, if they want to get 25% of pay through a SEP, they have to do the same thing to their employees. Uh, and, you know, the problem with business owners is, you know, sometimes they want to be generous, but sometimes they don't want to be generous. My favorite story is when you deal with uh, business owners who want to set up a DB plan for themselves and they have an employee and... They'll tell you, we want to put the maximum away. Then when you tell them how much it's going to cost to provide benefits to their employees, all of a sudden they're backing off that maximum contribution. When it comes to 401k plans, uh, you know, especially those pushed by, you know, the payroll providers, they use that comp to comp contribution, uh, which is that pro rata contribution that's uniform to all employees. Uh, you know, and they sometimes they offer whether it's the best formula for employees or uh, for employers or not. Uh, you know, if you, you know, if a, a, a plan sponsor obviously wants to benefit their highly compensated employees, including themselves as own employees, uh, the pro rata formula is just not the way to go. There are other ways to go, and we'll talk about them. Uh, one way to go is the integrated and age-weighted contributions. Um, you know, the integrated contribution, everybody knows or doesn't know, that gives a great contribution to employees who earn more than Social Security wage base. Uh, Age-weighted allocation looks at employers' age and salary, uh, and they get, like, points uh, based on salary, based on age, and therefore would get a greater contribution than the lower-paid, younger staff. Uh, you know, the... Integrated and age-weighted was the way to go before new comparability. Um, but new comparability, uh, really, in 98, 99, and then finally when they accepted it and, you know, dealt with changes in the law, uh, regs and changes in the law, dealing with minimum gateway, new comparability became uh, the bigger contribution um, 
than the age-weighted integrated. Um, of course, dealing with new comp, uh, the contributions are kind of outside of a safe harbor, so therefore they have to be tested using a general test. When it first came out, new comp, um, it, I mean, drafting an amendment with that for that was just a pain in the rear end. Now, uh, thanks to changes, you can provide that every employee satisfies as their own group rather than just spelling out groups. Rather, you know, I used to have to you know, deal with a medical practice where every doctor and every staff member got a different contribution. You actually have to create a plan amendment with 25 different groups. Um, and again, through new comparability, employers can divide their employees um, or make, you know, within groups or make uh, each employee their own group. Um, so the employer can make, obviously, larger contributions to certain employees as long as they allocate a contribution to the non highly compensated employees, which is the minimum gateway, which typically is a third of the percentage amount paid to the group who got the highest contribution or 5% of pay. So in English, lower paid people get three. You can pretty much give the top guys nine. If you give the five to the lower paid people, you can go up uh, to pretty much as high as 25%, essentially. Um, you know, theoretically it could be more, um, but it's a great benefit. Uh, one thing I love about new comparability is that if you use a safe harbor plan design, you can use the safe harbor 3%. Or the 4% if you do it after the end of the year to satisfy the minimum gateway under new comparability. Um, of course, new comparability is subject to general test. I mean, the nuances, yeah, you have the minimum gateway, uh, but obviously, you know, if you had some quirkiness where the, the top paid people are 25 and the lower paid people are, are 70, you may, may have to give more of a contribution to, uh, to the lower paid people. You know, the beauty of new comp is that the new comp allocations are totally discretionary. And like I said, they work in tandem with safe harbor contributions, which, of course, is one of my favorite plain designs. Uh, I guess I predate uh, in this business prior to um, safe harbor design, probably just by a few weeks or whatnot. I think the was it was the safe harbor. Is it revenue ruling or notice 9852, I want to say? I don't know, but um, I think it was starting in 99. Um, and I love the idea of Safe Harbor. The problem of Safe Harbor, so Safe Harbor design is, uh, you know, allowing plan sponsors to get a free pass for the ADP, ACP, and Top Heavy uh, by making them a uh, contribution uh, at least to the non-highly compensated employees that can take the status of a match or a profit-sharing contribution. Profit-sharing contribution is 3%. Safe harbor match, 100% the first three, 50% between three and five. You could obviously give an enhanced match. Uh, you know, the quirks of the safe harbor design always was uh, it was used to satisfy those tests, but if it company failed the test, they could go back in time and add that safe harbor plan design. So this was really the option for companies that consistently failed uh, their ADP and ACP tests or just didn't want to bother and, and 
go through the whole trouble. Uh, thanks to a change in the Secure Act, uh, the Safe Harbor non-elected became a lot more flexible. You don't have to give 30 days notice for a um, Safe Harbor design prior to the beginning of the year. You could add it during the beginning of the year with a, with a notice. Um, you could even add it after year is over now, which I think is beautiful. <laughs> uh, you can give a 4% contribution. They increase it, so if you want it at the end of the year, plan sponsor realizes that they failed. They can do a retroactive safe harbor design for the plan year that just ended. Now we have a 4% contribution, and, and that's it. And, and again, the notice requirement has been eliminated, but, you know, I, you know, I, I, I I just don't understand why you wouldn't want to alert plan participants that they're going to get a contribution. But uh, we still have the safe harbor notice requirement for matching contributions. Again, that's a, a totally different animal. Uh, anytime you're uh, basing a contribution based on deferrals, you should give a notice because that would obviously impact whether a participant defers more or less or you know goes from zero to, to whatever to get the contributions. That's why you need a 30-day notice. Uh, that's, and again, I, I love the 3% um, non-elective or the 4% non-elective you left in the plan here because it goes, satisfies minimum gateway um, on the new comp. You don't get that in match, and, and I, over the years I would see uh, plan sponsors have a safe harbor match design but also have new comp, and it never made any sense to me. But uh, that was dealing with an advisor who was making 100 bips back in the day when everybody was making 50, but it's neither here nor there. Uh, obviously, you know, making a fully vested contribution that's mandatory, maybe burdensome for some employers, but for the employers that can do it, it's uh, it's 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 great, uh, especially if they were going to fail uh, ADP and go through the whole trouble of the CUNAC or go through the whole trouble of uh, refunds and whatnot. Just did a review of a plan that had plan refunds. As far as automatic enrollment. Um, if an employer, you know, can't afford a safe harbor plan, um, one way to boost the deferrals uh, of highly compensated employees is by improving the deferral rate of non-highly compensated employees. And they can do that through automatic enrollment. Um, automatic enrollment, I think that's another contribution, you know, uh, provision that came in. Uh, right when I started in the 401k plan business, it was called negative election. I believe it was a bunch of fast food restaurants that wanted to add it. I didn't like it. I thought I used to call it something out of communist Soviet Union uh, for you know taking money out of participants' paychecks. And the reason I did not like negative election wasn't the name of it. It was the idea that we are taking money, goosing the ADP rate for the non highly compensated employees by doing that. And because of a quirk in the law dealing with ERISA 404C, plan sponsors couldn't get any fiduciary liability protection, so therefore they just parked the money in a stable value, or even worse than that, a money market fund. Uh, thanks to the Pension Protection Act of 2006, um, they finally you know, added the QDIA, they added automatic enrollment action to the code, so prior to that it wasn't part of the code. They gave them the QDIA, the QDIA uh, liability protection for plan investments. Pick a target date, pick a balance fund, whatnot. Pick that as QDIA. You park that automatic enrollment money in. 
Um, I loved it. Uh, all of a sudden, I was, uh, uh, you know, I changed my mind uh, and got behind automatic enrollment. And there was always that funny story. I was working for a producing CPA. When it came down, I sent out an email. You know, we're a producing CPA. This might be a good thing for the bottom line to push it, help our clients out, help our bottom line. Of course, the joke is, is that uh, to this day, I still never got a response to that email. And uh, since the TPA is no longer in business, I, I, I never will. Um, and of course, automatic enrollment allows an employer to automatically deduct elective deferrals from employees' wages unless the employee makes an election not to defer or defer a different amount. That's that negative election. And, uh, you know, George Carlin would appreciate that automatic enrollment is such a better euphemism than negative election. Because it sounds pro rather than negative. Negative, negative has a negative connotation to it, obviously. And of course, in addition to automatic enrollment, there is a safe harbor automatic contribution design called the Quacka, which offers a maximum contribution of 3.5% of comp and fully vests after two years. Not really popular, probably could count on one hand how many I've done over the last 14 years, but it is what it is. Of course, another way to maximize contributions is the use of a defined benefit plan. You know, people think defined benefit plans went the way of the bell bottoms, went the way of bell bottoms and Betamax. Um, unlike bell bottoms and Betamax, uh, defined benefit plans are still around for the employers on their own. And I will want to say one thing about Betamax: uh, the bell bottoms Betamax joke is actually a joke that uh, I stole from *Married with Children*, where uh, Al and Peg to rent a movie. They were they had a Betamax, and so. They lived in Chicago, and I think they had to go to Milwaukee to rent Betamax tapes, and the store was called Bell Bottoms and Betamax. The thing about Betamax, and, and then of course this is always a segue, the Betamax was the competitor of the VHS. And the problem of Betamax was there's only one company pushing it, Sony. VHS was pioneered, I think, by JVC, and it had other companies behind it. And Sony was, again, Betamax uh, was a Sony product, and Sony was the only electro electronics company pushing it. The funny thing about Betamax was we joke about it, but the quality of the recordings of Betamax were superior to VHS. The problem with Betamax were twofold. One, uh, they refused the tapes, I think, of Betamax were only one hour, uh, and they didn't offer those slower speed, you know, the... E, uh, the SP, the SLP or the ESP, uh, the, the, it was the SLP where you took a two-hour tape, that's what I did as a kid, you took a two-hour tape, you did a crappier recording and you get six hours instead of the two hours on the SP. Betamax didn't have that, they thought, here's the one-hour tape, we're not going to sacrifice quality. There's always the urban legend that uh, the reason Betamax failed is because they didn't want any pornography to be released on VHS. Uh, really, it failed because of the uh, tapes weren't big enough to record movies on, and again, Sony was behind it. Now, the funny part of Betamax was we had another format war uh, many years later, dealing with um, DVD versus HD DVD, and this time Sony was the winner. Uh, Blu-ray won out over HD DVD. Um, there was one other company that was pushing besides Sony, 
um, and a whole bunch of others. I think Pioneer might have been behind Blu-ray. Uh, but the reason that Blu-ray won out over HD DVD probably could be, uh, I, I want to say it was the PlayStation. Sony had the PlayStation and made the Blu-ray DVD part, Blu-ray Blu DVD part of the, uh, I think it was the PlayStation 2. Because I had the PlayStation 1, uh, it might have been the PlayStation 2, I think. It certainly wasn't the PlayStation 1. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But the fine benefit plans are, are, are more popular than Betamax, and they are still actually, actually exists. You know, obviously, the fine benefit plans require minimum funding. Um, they have few financial requirements. Uh, they can be extremely effective at putting away contributions from highly compensated employees. Um, DB plans can also be used under floor offset arrangement, where any required contributions of non-highly compensated employees may be offset by contributions to a 401k plan. Uh, I like it, uh, especially for those that can afford it. Um, many years ago, I, I worked uh, with a lawyer. He, wanted a, he got a $200,000 settlement, and what was the best option? And I asked him how old he was, and it was like seven, he was 75, so we put in a DB plan. He was able to put away like $180,000, about two fifty. Next, not very popular, the DBK that was created by the Pension Protection Act of 2006. DBK is a single plan that combines two plan designs, traditional pension plan with a guaranteed lifetime payment, providing an employee benefit equal to 1% of his pay or his final average per year of service up to 20 years, investing after three years, in an automatic enrollment or 401k plan that defers 4% of participant's salary with a 50% employer match on top, plus immediate vesting. Uh, again, not very popular, but it may be something that plan sponsors should look at. And last but not least, the cash balance plan. A cash balance plan is a DB plan that maintains hypothetical individual employee accounts like a DC plan. The employee's accounts earn a fixed rate of return that can change over a period of time from year to year. They typically are more flexible than the old DB plan with less demand of required contributions and are integrated well with a safe harbor 401k. Many professional service firms like law firms, accounting firms, um, they have these cash balance plans and tain them with 401k plans, and they are a good fit for those people that can afford it. So that brings this episode to a conclusion. Of course, go to that 401ksite.com for information on our events in St. Louis, Minneapolis, Planet Houston. And within the next few weeks, we'll see. Maybe Vegas will be uh, locked and loaded for a date uh, sometime in January. Uh, and again, like I said, go to that site for further information and how you can be part of that 4K conference or that 4K national virtual conference in January. Thanks. Take care. Bye.